Marhaba, and welcome to the Matrix Green Pill, where real people connect. Hello, and welcome back to the Matrix Green Pill podcast. I'm Hilmari Hutchison, and today we're diving into the world of impactful content marketing with a special guest, Marina Krivonosova. As the founder of Retold, a B2B content marketing agency, Marina's journey from marketing leadership to championing human and animal welfare through her agency work is truly inspiring. I'm so excited. Let's dive right in. Marina, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. So to start off, Marina, could you please tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, as you said, I am Marina Krivonosova. I was born in Russia, but I was raised in California in the U.S. From a young age, I knew I wanted to open a business, but I had no idea what kind of business I wanted. For a long time, like I wanted a bakery in Hawaii. I wanted my own law firm at a certain point. Like I had all these interests and hobbies and kind of things I was passionate about. But eventually, after studying political science and business economics, I actually found myself working in something completely different. I ended up being a marketer. And after spending some time doing that, I was like, okay, I've been doing marketing for a while. And I think that's where my real passions lie, at least for now. And yeah, I launched my own B2B content marketing agency just recently, just in the last couple of months. And that's where I'm at now. Amazing. So, wow. As you say, you had a lot of different interests, studying a lot of different things. So what was it that inspired you to pursue a career in content marketing? If I'm being fully honest, it came kind of randomly. And I always tell a story, something that happened very unexpectedly, but in the best possible way. Because for the longest time, when I was already kind of of the age where I was like, okay, it's time to think about my career, my you know long-term education, I started studying business economics. And I took one lecture on political science. The topic was human trafficking. And I took that one lecture and that completely changed my professional trajectory. I switched majors. I was like, I want to fight human trafficking. And yeah, that's what I thought I was going to do. But after I did my master's degree in the Netherlands, I found out that it would be much harder than I thought to pursue a career in that direction, especially because I didn't have the Dutch passport. I didn't have the Dutch language knowledge. So I kind of started exploring other opportunities. And I realized like something I didn't even think about was how much work I did in marketing before, kind of a side jobs. So I did some web design, I did some social media management, some copywriting. And I was like, okay, people will actually pay me to do this full time at the companies. And before I knew it, I was working full time in marketing and the rest is history. Fantastic. So just slowly, you just fell into it, but you sort of slowly progressed into this becoming your full-time career. So then you decided you wanted to have your own agency. So can you share the story behind founding Retold? As with the rest of my career, I guess it kind of happened unexpectedly, but expectedly in a way. I realized that, you know, I got to be head of marketing at an AI company, which was super interesting, super exciting. I loved the work I was doing. I loved the people I worked, but there was still something missing. And I went to a marketing conference with a friend of mine from LinkedIn and we got to talking and we got to sharing our stories. And I told him, you know, what I was thinking, what I was feeling. And he was like, "Okay, have you considered opening your own company? 
And I was like, well, you know, I considered it just as like a theoretical, hypothetical kind of thing. I don't know if I'm ready. And he was like, well, you'll never really be ready. And that kind of resonated with me. I was like, it's very true. I think I'll always make an excuse. You know, it's scary. It's risky. Maybe I should wait until later. But at that rate, I'll be waiting forever. That conversation really stayed with me. And after a few days, I was talking with my husband and I was like, you know, I'm not necessarily feeling happy where I want, where I am professionally. I think I want to be somewhere else. And before I could even say anything else, he was like, you're going to open your own company. He's like, you got to open your own company. And that was really funny to me because he knew what I wanted to do. But hearing that out loud before I could even, you know, tell him that that's what I was considering, I was like, okay, so this is the kind of person I'm known to be. It isn't completely outlandish for me to think in this direction. So he supported me. All my friends who are in business were really supportive. My family was really supportive. And I was like, you know what? It's time to make it happen. And I thought about kind of the area of marketing that resonates most with me. I approached it, you know, from a logical perspective. I looked at it from an emotional perspective of what interests me and where my passions continue to lie. And yeah, B2B content marketing was where it was at. So that's why I decided to open Retold around B2B content marketing. What is it then? Because I know you speak about following your passions and your interests. What is it that sets Retold apart from other B2B marketing agencies? A lot of B2B content marketing agencies take a very templated approach, at least from my experience and from what I've seen when I was a head marketer looking for B2B content marketers to collaborate with. And it was always like, you know, you can choose from package ABC, you can get options one, two, three, but it was very templated and standard. And it didn't often match what I was looking for in the companies where I was working at the time. So with Retold, I take a very tailored approach. So I get to know the person I'm working with. I get to know the company inside and out. And I come up with an approach that really works for them. It won't be templated. It won't be, you know, a repeat from what I did for a previous client. It'll really be for them because I think that's the best way to achieve worthwhile results. Very nice. And then how do you integrate your passion for human and animal welfare into your operations? That's actually one of the other reasons that I wanted to open my own agency. Because when you're an in-house marketer, you only get to work with that company, which is cool. Like you get to know the ins and outs really well. You get to know everything about that specific industry, that specific company, their you know target audience. And that's awesome. But I really wanted to work with a wide variety of companies because that also gives me the opportunity to work with NGOs and nonprofits whose missions and visions align with where my passions lie. As I said, And as you said, you know, human rights and animal welfare, those are causes that I'm very passionate about just because I know how important they are in the world. And I'd really love to be able to collaborate with clients who are working in that space. And I think I can add a lot of value to those organizations through my marketing efforts. That's kind of one of the main reasons also that I was pushed to have my own agency so I could work with whoever I wanted and help the causes that I care about. Are you able to maybe share a particularly successful or unique project that you have been involved with? My agency has only been around for a couple of months. And at this point, I'm only working with a couple of clients under very strict NDAs. So nothing to share at the moment, but check back with me in hopefully half a year. And I really think that there'll be something worthwhile to report. 
I know you said the company is only a few months old, but your experience in content marketing goes back some years. What did you say are some of the most effective content marketing strategies for B2B companies? The one strategy that I would say is incredibly effective is to treat everything you do in B2B content marketing as human-to-human marketing. And a lot of people will say that and you'll hear that everywhere, but it's incredibly true because you know, some companies, they mess up when they take the B2B approach and treat it like they're working with an entity, like a faceless, non-human entity to whom they're marketing. But at the end of the day, even though you are a business marketing to a business, you're actually marketing to key decision makers and stakeholders. So you're still working with people. You want to appeal to people. You want your message to resonate with fellow people. That's the main thing you have to keep in mind with content marketing. You have to keep in mind the kind of person who will see your content, who you want your content to resonate with, because it's not just a faceless entity. It's a real life person with interests and wishes and hobbies. And the best thing you can do is keep all of that in mind when you create for them. I think that is very valuable advice. Even if it's B2B, don't see them as just an entity. They are real people making those decisions. I think that's excellent. So you spoke about hobbies. I think one of your hobbies is to travel. How has your travel experiences influenced your perspective on marketing and business? This isn't something I realized before until I really reflected on it. But my travel experience has really influenced my work in marketing because, you know, when you travel the world, especially if you take the time to speak to the people there and enjoy the local cuisine and immerse yourself in the local culture, you realize that everyone all around the world is incredibly different. And the way that you need to talk to people, depending on where they are, the way that you need to respect local cultures, depending on who you're talking to all over the world, it's incredibly different. So something that works, you know, in California, in the US, it's not going to work in the Netherlands, in Europe, it's not going to work in Thailand, in Asia, you have to really be considerate of what's accepted locally when you're marketing. And especially as somebody, you know, who was born in Russia, raised in the US living in Europe now, I feel like I've had the opportunity to learn a lot about different cultures and what it takes to work with them effectively and respectfully. So I think my travel experiences have really impacted my work in marketing in the best possible way. Yes, I think travel and understanding different cultures is so valuable when you are trying to see things from different perspectives. Your company is fairly new, as you mentioned. Starting up a new company is not always easy. What are some of the challenges that you faced starting up a company? And were there any surprising challenges you were not sort of expecting? This was a challenge that I kind of anticipated, but I didn't realize how tough it would be dealing with it. But it's really the logistical financial side of things. Because when you think of opening a business, at least, you know, when you're excited about it and you're like, this is what I really want to do. This is what I love. You think about the product or service you're selling. So to me, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing B2B content marketing. It's so exciting. I can't wait to work with different clients. And I completely neglected the financial side of it. And as an American citizen living abroad, I have to keep in mind tax implications, both in the US and in the EU. So I found myself in this process of talking to a Dutch accountant who had no clue about US norms in terms of taxes. And I was calling the Dutch Chamber of Commerce and I was calling the IRS in the US and I was still beyond confused with all these forms and documents. So that was a really big challenge and it's something I'm still navigating and it's something that I know I'll have to continue navigating. So that was something that I didn't quite think would be as big a challenge as it was, which was really optimistic of me in retrospect, but I'm figuring 
figuring it out. And another challenge I've encountered, and this is again, obvious in retrospect, but having to really be good at a lot of things when you're first starting out on your own. Because one important thing to me was really venturing out independently and not having to hire a team right from the get-go. So I'm finding myself being not just a marketer, not just a founder, but also an accountant, doing all this stuff with logistics, doing all this stuff with sales and outreach and finance. And it's great. It's a wonderful learning experience. It's something that I haven't had to do so actively before, but it's proving to be challenging, of course. Yes, you have to learn to wear many different hats when you're trying to run your own business. And it's a lot more work than people imagine. As you say, it's not just the, oh, I'm following my passion part of it. It's, oh, how do I make everything work together? There's all the different facets of running a business. And as you say, when you're working in a different country, being a citizen of another country, that just adds a whole nother layer of complication. Now, for our listeners who might uh, be thinking of getting into marketing or into content marketing or to even start their own agency, what advice would you share based on your own experiences? My biggest piece of advice would be to not be afraid to take a chance on yourself and not to postpone it for, you know, indefinitely. Because again, my experience was that I knew I wanted to do this and everything kept lining up in a way that it made sense to venture out on my own. But I kept saying, ah, you know, it's scary, it's risky, not now, maybe later. So I'd really advise anybody who's interested in venturing out on their own or trying something new to really just go for it. I mean, worst case scenario, you fail, you learn along the way, and it's a story to tell. And best case scenario, you get exactly what you wanted out of it. So I see it as a win-win in that way, but it's all about reframing your perspective and looking at it from that way instead of saying, well, you know, what if I fail? What if things just go terribly and miserably? Because again, even when things bomb, it really is a learning opportunity and it's something to talk about later on. And if you're looking to get into marketing, my biggest piece of advice would be to try your hand at a few different topics because marketing is a very general field in the sense that, as I said, I worked in a lot of aspects of marketing, copywriting, web design, socials. And in each of those, there's so much as well. There's like copy for websites. There's web design through certain platforms. There's a million social media platforms, again, depending on where you are and what kind of work you want to do. So really try your hand at everything you possibly can, because that's the best way to learn what you'll actually enjoy. For instance, I thought I would really love web design because I did some programming before, but it was very different and I didn't really care for it. It wasn't my thing. And in the meantime, I hated social media. I thought that I could never be good at it. I never thought that I would enjoy it, but that's what I found myself really kind of vibing with. And that really surprised me. So I would say try your hand at a lot of different things and don't say that you don't want to do something before you actually properly try it out. I think that's good advice for life. Always be willing to try anything at least once before you say you don't like it. That was good advice. Don't procrastinate or delay. If you found your passion and this is what you want to do, then don't wait. Go for it. It's obviously not everyone's cup of tea. As you said, there's a lot of hats to wear when you're starting a business. But if that is what where you want to go, don't wait. And then also, I think you mentioned, find what you enjoy. If, uh, for example, in a big field like marketing, don't just do one thing. Try different things. I think that's also excellent advice. Now we've reached the segment of our show where I ask you some rapid Rapid fire questions, our version of a game show. Are you ready to play along? I'm ready to go. What's your favorite destination that you'll visit again and again? Prague, definitely Prague. Oh, lovely. I love Prague. Top three must have items on your work desk? Oh my gosh. My phone, of course. 
my docking station because I can't work on a tiny screen and my fan because even the winter sometimes my office gets really hot somehow which is crazy because I'm in the Netherlands and you don't expect that. What is your favorite social media platform for B2B marketing? LinkedIn, non-negotiable. Okay. Best advice you've ever received in your career? I guess it would be try everything once because you never know what you're going to fall in love with. Excellent. And what is one thing you do every day, no matter how busy you get? I always make sure that I'm eating three meals a day and I'm making sure that at least a little part of each one is healthy. I think that everything I do starts with fueling my body the right way. Oh, I love that. Very good. Now, thank you for playing along. That was easy enough. Now, before we wrap up, we'll do your green pill moment. What green pill advice would you give to your younger self? I would really tell my younger self to not care so much about what people think. And I know it sounds cliche, but it's something that really impacted me when I was growing up. I have all of these memories from, you know, going back all the way to early elementary school where these girls I hang out with, they're saying like, uh, you know, if you had to pick between these two singers, who would you pick? If you had to pick a favorite color between these two, what would you pick? And I always made sure that I would go last so I could pick the option that more girls were picking. And it was really sad because at the time I thought that was the only way to fit in, but I ended up getting bullied no matter what I did. If I said something different, I got made fun of. And if I tried to be like everyone else, I got made fun of for trying to be like everyone else. And I think about that quite often, more than I wish I did. It's just one of those memories that always comes back. And in retrospect, I really wish I didn't try so hard to fit in because it never made me feel better. It never got me more friends. It never made me feel more accepted. And that really changed when I ended up going to community college because I just made a promise to myself, like, I'm going to be me no matter what anybody else thinks. I'm always going to be the first to pick my favorite color. It doesn't matter if everyone else is picking blue. I'm going to pick orange. I don't really care at all. And that completely changed the way that I saw myself and the way that others saw me. I felt like I was really being authentic and I wasn't faking anything for anyone, including for myself. And I attracted the right people. I attracted the right opportunities. And it was such a game changer. And it really made me sad for my younger self who didn't feel that way. But also, I think going through those experiences made me realize that I don't have to do anything to please anyone. And that lets me live my best life now. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing such a personal experience and such a personal story and why you would give yourself the advice that you do. I think that's a very valuable advice and I'm so sure many of our listeners will resonate with those kinds of experiences um, growing up and finding themselves and trying to please themselves. So I think that was excellent advice. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for joining me today. It's been an excellent conversation. I've really enjoyed talking to you and I'm so sure our audience is going to enjoy this conversation and take away some really important points that you've shared. Before we say goodbye, though, could you please tell our listeners where they can find and follow you? And we'll also put this in the show notes. Yeah, of course. I think the best place to connect with me would be LinkedIn because I do spend a lot of time there for work. So if you just look me up, Marina Krivanosova, I think I'll be either the only or one of the top profiles with that name. Otherwise, you can find my business account on Instagram. That's at retold underscore marketing. And yeah, feel free to reach out. I'm always looking to connect with new people. Thank you again for today. It's been excellent. I wish you and Retold all the very best and looking forward to hearing how things work out in the next chapters. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Hilmarie. It was great speaking with you. If you enjoy our conversations, please like and subscribe. See you next Wednesday.